Welcome to the Disney Hour Express podcast. I'm Abby. And I'm Rob. We are two hopelessly romantic Disney enthusiasts. Sharing fun stories, secret tips, and family travel experiences. If you are a Disney newbie, or maybe a season pass holder, we hope you find this information helpful. We turned our love of Disney into a unique boutique travel agency that books Disney and Universal vacations. We've got a lot of stories, so cozy on up, choose your favorite drink, whether that be a cocktail or a hot chocolate, and enjoy the Disney Hour Express. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 58. This is the episode where Abby has taken zero notes. Can you believe that? I really can't. I think, um, hmm, I wonder if this is going to be like a monthly thing now where you just don't take notes. Where I don't take notes, have no direction. I mean, we have a little direction, a little but direction. A we're just going to wing it today, guys. Uh, Bear with us. We're going to wing it somewhat. <laughs> now, let's just say one thing. Let's get it uh, out of the way right now. Like, you're going to hear a story. Oh, you're going to hear, hear a story. A story. Well, th- this is not a Disney story. <laughs> not at all. This is, a, But it has a lot of travel-related um, tidbits, does. tips. Because um, despite what some people think, we do bring our kids other places than Disney. <laughs> but do we, though? <laughs> or, or let's Will say, we in the future? Uh, let's say after this, <laughs> are we going to go anywhere other than that? Mm. <laughs> Well, we'll uh, refrain from answering that. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For now. But so we <coughs> took a little Valentine's trip over to New Orleans, which is where my family lives in the general area. Um, nobody actually lives in New Orleans proper anymore, but in the outskirts. And so we needed to uh, take a trip down below. Wait a minute. You're but saying... not to Australia. So <laughs> You mean you're living in a land down under? <laughs> I love where this is going. <laughs> Fabulous. Wait a minute. You're saying you're from New Orleans? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> is that like a double trick? Because we've already said it twice. <laughs> well, we're going to say it a lot because we're yes. talking about New Orleans. So we'll start with, I mean, this is really going to talk about the things that you fear When traveling with children (laughs) and how, when they happen, what do you do? Yeah. And what not to do. Yeah. What what things can go wrong on a trip and how do you uh, react? And And also Rob and I are also going to find out each other's thoughts and feelings about particular situations that we haven't really had a chance to talk in depth about, nor did we really want to talk in depth about. So this is going to be really interesting. So basically, Mm. we started our day, we sent the kiddos to a little morning school, but we did have to take them out early. Um, And in that time, when we're still at home, not only did we have to plow the driveway, get our baggage all together and yes. out the door, and get our pups taken care of. Yeah, all these things can be high stress. And it was, you know, uh, Mother Nature liked playing that joke on us the day before. Um, it snowed. It snowed. It, and it snowed a lot. It, like, well, yeah. Like 10 inches of snow. Like no school snow. Yeah. Like it was a big deal. So they're like, nah, it's okay. You know, you have an easy morning. That's all right. We're just going to make things 17 times more difficult. Yeah, absolutely. 
So we, uh, Rob likes to plow our driveway himself. (laughs) (laughs) He does. Which which is fine. Um, But in that process, this particular time, accidentally, the uh, invisible dog French fryer got broken. So, of course, like right before we leave, when our dog sitter is just supposed to have this easy peasy job of just letting these dogs run around the house and run in the outdoors. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, she has to leash our dogs for yeah. the whole week. But it was that in in spite of everything, that was probably the, the easiest fix of all of, you know, for all the things. I guess. And then mm. as I was bringing my luggage down the stairs, I was mm. holding it by the handle, which one normally does with mm. luggage. And that stinking handle just broke right off and the whole suitcase just went flying yeah. down the stairs. And it wasn't yeah. like a little itty bitty suitcase. It was like my, I'm going away for a week. It, but it also wasn't that heavy. It wasn't like it was overpacked. Heavy. It was overpacked. So there was no reason for the handle to break, but it is an older suitcase. And I was just like, I remember hearing it and I was like, that's not good either way. I was like, that's either the (laughs) suitcase or Abby. I can't tell. (laughs) No, but Abby did fall down the stairs today. (laughs) We'll just note that we've done it all in the past week. But yeah, so, you know, at that point, I have to be honest, I was like thinking like, are these the signs that are saying that we should not go on this plane, right? When things like bad things keep on happening, you kind of like have that like little ticker in your brain that's like, um, time to call it off. Some some people have that. The rest of us know that bulldoze through life doesn't work that way. (laughs) I don't know. I've got superstition left. so anyway so that was like the was there a third thing that happened before we left or those were like the two main things anyways let's get on the road here people grab the kids we make our way to the airport we're not even going to talk about airport parking totally sucks you get totally that's just just so you know um there's a great tip in that i i really hate the fact that i didn't look this up beforehand we if, don't normally go from this airport. This but, is why we weren't so. But normally, I do have a tendency to look up airport port parking situations, and I've parked in both LaGuardia and JFK before. Mm-hmm. Um, as we are from the Northeast, you at some point in your life have taken those uh, things, and I've made arrangements because I know that parking is kind of could be crazy uh, and expensive, and that sometimes you have to park in like the outside lots, the you know, third party lots, and they drive you in. I didn't. I thought that I heard that there was long term parking. Never bothered to look it up. We pull in there. We follow the parking. We get to a parking garage and we see the guy. We're like, is this long term parking? He's like, no, but there isn't long term parking. You could park here, but it's going to be $80 a day. (laughs) And I'm like, what? I'm like, is there anywhere cheaper? He's like, over there is 85. (laughs) He's like, over there is 90. I'm like, And it's like he was being super uh, evasive about the question, which I didn't appreciate. You know me and Mm. how I get a little irked when people aren't like forthcoming and nice because that's (coughs) that's my motto right there. Like we're trying to be helpful always. But that's also the New York way. I I, mean, that's just I I would not survive in New York. But um, in any case, yeah, I mean, I have parked in long-term parking over there, and it's just, it's changed so much, and the signage was so wrong, and we were running so late from the morning's incidents that we, we didn't have a choice. Yeah. We didn't have time to spare, and thank and, and, and goodness, and that, and because that, of the next 
situation. Well, if we just parked somewhere else, we would have been maybe better. That's true. We probably wouldn't have run into that situation. All right. Yes. So honestly, so, worst fears uh, ever. I mean, again, worst fears. Lando, cooling down. Come on. We're doing, we're podcasting, Lando. Our little dog Come is on, picking buddy. on our big dog, yeah. which seems to often be the case during this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So here we go. We have children, as yes. you know. And everybody's got their suitcase that they're and, rolling. And one of them is um, uh, dead set on being the leader in most situations. Which I appreciate. That's a, yes. you know, but in this particular case, we didn't know if the ramp to get across to the airport from the parking garage was up a level or down a level, and so like anybody else in the world, you'd assume it was down. Well, the signs were a little misleading because it said transportation to airport, or it said airport transportation. All right. Sorry, we had to bring the dog. We had to stop mid-story and bring the dogs outside. Mm-hmm. They were just getting a little too crazy. So as we're moving along, me and Abby are trying to figure out what floor, if we have to go up or down. Right. Our one child is moving ahead of us yes. and walks into the elevator. Yep. Disaster. As the doors are closing... Abby goes to try to stop the doors from closing. Right. But then just it was they were so close together that yeah. there was, was like nothing, you know. I was afraid of that I was going to lose a limb. Yes. I'm going to be honest. And I was kind of like, OK, so we can get these back open. No problem. Right. Right. So, and the doors are glass. I think we said that, right? Yeah, that so, you can yeah, see through. But the doors are glass. There's one child in there. The other other child's out. So what I go to do is then. And this is probably where I made things worse. Was I try to break? This, yeah, I try to rip the doors open. He right? tried to hulk it open, guys. But understandable, any dad would do that. They see yeah. their child stuck somewhere. You're gonna, mm, you're gonna so I can get, get them get open a few inches, mm-hmm. but that's as far as they'll go, and then they're just stuck. There's right. nothing. All my might, every ounce of muscle that I could, couldn't get this these doors open any further. Right. And what it did, now I'm, I put my foot in the door. So I'm holding the door open. The elevator won't go. Abby's trying to come up with a plan to tell the kid, to tell our child, hey, go down to floor two. Yep. I'll meet you there. Yep. She takes off to go down there. I let the door go. Mm-hmm. She hits floor two and the elevator just doesn't move. So, like, I'm, like, you know, trying to figure it out. Abby's, like, calling me. She's, like, this, where, the elevator's yeah, not coming. I'm, like, I'm, like yeah, it's stuck here. I'm, like, um, oh, rod. So, yeah, <laughs> now it's, like, you know, everything starts turning in your mind. Um, Abby comes back upstairs. <laughs> We're trying to figure out what to do. There's a call box in the, I know, uh, an emergency call box in right. the elevator uh where the elevators like, yeah, are, right. the elevator, the elevator bank section. So this callback, you're, you're supposed to call in emergencies. Let's say you have a stalker stalking you, in or, the, or, yeah. so, or the elevator's broken, yeah. or you they're, they're, are having a medical emergency. Yeah. Guess freaking what? It doesn't work. That button would not push. Yeah. You it was like just. Yeah. It was as if you were just pushing a wall. It was like a fake button. It was so weird. Yeah. So I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing like. In an emergency, call this number, do nope. anything. Um, 
obviously, you, you know, we're trying not to panic. We and don't want. So then one of our other children starts crying. as, And then yeah. when, when any of my kids cry out of scared, yeah. then I start to cry. And so we're all just like kind of crying. And then the one in the elevator just gives a, you know, after she's over her upsetness, she just gives a sassy look. <laughs> she's like, she just kind of went blank faced and she yeah. was just kind of I was uh, it was particularly uh, she was particularly calm during the majority of it. She just kind of like was looking out the glass window and yep. looking out into the thing. And it was warmer in the in the elevator than <laughs> it was true. where it was we were. Cold. So, um, so that was interesting. So we had a call. So then I called 911. Right. And like, hey, the kid's stuck in an elevator, you know, uh, I don't know who to call. There's the, you know, all this stuff. Right. So they're fine. So, and then guess who shows up? An elevator security operator well, person or I somebody. Mean, not an elevator well, person. I mean, this who, is just one it? of the parking attendants. But did they do anything? They did zero. They, they, called, they called the Port Authority who I but they already, already called. The Port Authority already knew the call, I Because thought. I called. Oh, okay. Because I called 911. And See, that's this is the what I mean. The, we haven't talked about this. The, part of, <laughs> the Port Authority is the governing uh police and they you know they do the all the airports and stuff but they like disappeared so quickly like they just didn't want to be involved that's not part of what they're you know they would call a a service maintenance guy who would show up in like four hours from now you know that would be their their thing poor so anyway anyway we're doing all that the cop a cop a female cop comes and it was so i mean i really liked her but i have to say like she was not expecting this in her day she comes up and she's like buckling her uniform and pulling up her pants with her like she was not dressed and ready to like deal with people which um, i get because she's usually sitting in her car all day right like patrolling the area probably i don't know what you think the cops are doing over there well her particular beat at the moment i I guess or whatever they call it um, so another cop shows up uh-huh. they're not like you know there's only so much they can do right they're, they eventually like they try to talk to her mm-hmm. and she and, and again she's calm and then she they try know. to talk to our other one who cries more oh, because yeah. she finds scary the um eventually the so that we're waiting for the fire department to show up but because we're on the third floor of this parking garage obviously fire truck doesn't fit up there so we hear the sirens but we don't see anyone coming up so they're like they're coming up they just have to fire to take the stairs yeah so then the fire department shows up and they're trying to like manual like trying to get the unlock from Mm -hmm. a call from a control box that's up Mm -hmm. above us that doesn't work and eventually they just have to come in with a key and like jimmy the they they were able to just pop the lock open Mm -hmm. um which doesn't open it where we are starts the elevator going down so then i go and run down to the second floor and i get there and our child is just out with both because she was at the time she had my yeah. um, suitcases. Well, she just has both suitcases out. Was like, she just standing by herself? She was there? just standing I was, by I herself. I was like freaking out, and I'm like calling you, and you're not answering. I'm like, oh, it's my turn. Yeah. You know, like totally freaking yeah. out at this point. So like, I'm going, and then she just feels, you know, I could tell, and she was like more embarrassed than anything else uh, that that this happened to her. Sure. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things where, you know, I guess we've never like explained to her, hey. If this ever happens, hit right. this hit this, hit this button. button. Yeah, hit this open button, and it will open the doors. 
right? Because usually yeah. we're always holding hands or whatever or, when we're yeah, going we're places. Together, this was a unique situation where they had their suitcases. And much, not. and much like how we're most kids, like our kids do it all the time, is that they have to, you know, it's my turn to touch the button. Can I pick sure. the floor? And so yeah. that's all they're concerned about. They have no idea of other functions of yes. an elevator. So uh, parents... <sighs> Next time you're on an elevator with your kid, show them the open and the close button so, so they know, they understand. And how it was they work. so interesting. I was hearing one cop talk to the other cop and be like, you know, at, did you ask for ID of the children and blah, blah, blah. And the, the woman cop was just kind of like, yeah, no, they're kids. They don't, they don't have ID. And, you know, like, so I got to understand they were trying to like take yeah. the precautions well, as cops, did, which I appreciate. My, they, they, they took, took my, your information. Yeah, they yeah. took my ID. And, and yeah. um, now, so after that situation, um, I brought both girls to the bathroom and um, Bailey expressed to me that um, she found, you know, cops like scary. And uh. I said to her, I said, yeah, well, you know, they're not, they're supposed to be authority. And so it's not that they're scary people. It's mm. just that they are very serious. <laughs> she goes, mom, you'd be a terrible cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Thanks, babe. Thanks. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> So this was all before we even checked in, folks. This was just a doozy of a morning. Although I have to say check-in went pretty smoothly. As soon as we got all our luggage taken care of and we were waiting the security line, I turned around and I said to the kids, I was like, that was so stressful. And and I just said, does anybody want to take a moment to swear? <laughs> like maybe we all need to take a little swear break and then and then that's it. <laughs> and that's that's how we do things around here. But our, our kids' swears are very uh, minor at this point in life, which I appreciate. <laughs> I saved all my swears for later. For later. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So we uh, took our flight. Did anything interesting happen on the flight? I, think I mean, we flew. pretty smooth. We flew. Abby's. Minus uh, somebody throwing up on the plane. Was, not not one of our kids. And, and like. And, and Abby's video, her uh, screen was broken. So you couldn't uh, watch any true. in-flight movies. Which you know it is what it is yeah. i entertained myself um, you make through you make it through yeah you know flying jet blue it's uh you have the most leg room and coach as they tell you over <laughs> and over <laughs> and over again <laughs> anyway so we got there finally yeah, which were, was wonderful th- yeah things went things, things were went smooth fun. except for like the rental car area was kind of like confusing because we rented yeah. um we, used, was it, we rented we, Alamo, we rented Alamo, and we go to find our Alamo car, and there's like there's uh, signs and everything yeah, telling there, you where to go for Alamo. And, and guess I what? checked it, you know, I checked yeah. in, and there, the whole thing like, hey, skip the line. You yeah. don't have to go to the counter. Just right. go, just head directly so, to the Alamo yeah. section right. and go get in your car. So we get there. Okay, we get there, and we go there's, to the Alamo section. There's there's, there's not no a cars. single car. <laughs> there's not a single attendant. There's no really? like check-in point or anywhere to talk yeah. to over there. We're like what? So we so, had to go back down in an elevator, might I tell you, which was not easy to convince children to go on. Uh, to, we could have went on an escalator. We could, but we had all the luggage and whatnot. So I, so yeah, I went back down to the counter. I go to where the Alamo counter should be, and there's just a sign that says, "The counter closed. Any questions? Go next door to Dollar." So I go over to Dollar, talk to that guy. I'm like, I have an uh, Alamo reservation. Oh, okay. Go see the Enterprise people. <laughs> Honestly. I'm, I'm like, what? what in the world is happening here? <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, Alamo and Enterprise and National are all oh, yeah. one company, correct? It might be so, Dollar is the same. So, um, 
I guess so. They all work together, but in this particular rental car area, for some reason, yeah. they're all on different floors, which makes zero sense. If you're one company, yeah, just be on one floor. One floor, man. just take the signs down, man. Just change the signage. <sighs> I know. So, so we got there, and here we are, and we got our car. Yeah, I liked we our got car. a nice cool. Nissan Rogue. Yeah. Um, it smelled like smoke, but it did uh, smell like cigarettes, as in cigarettes. Yeah. And it was right after Mardi Gras, the <laughs> day after Mardi Gras. So I wouldn't have expected anything else, to be honest. People I mean, are partying. Right, you don't have to smoke the party well i could party with the best of them but i won't be smoking <laughs> that's true neither but yeah. um and then we made it to our uh resort our, our hotel, hotel i should say it was actually pretty pretty great i liked the parking situation we stayed at the arch district spring hills suites um and it's a, a marriott company now what i loved about the parking is that the parking garage for the spring hill suites was underneath the hotel and it was gated off and only your key card could get you in mm. to that area so you could park there was plenty of parking for us we felt enough, great it was, about it was, it. it was a small parking um, garage but mm. it was enough parking yeah. it was enough yeah and um our room was pretty good uh, the kids had their own little trundle type beds which mm-hmm. was great yes we I mean, had yeah. our own little space so um yeah. it was great that first night, we chose to do some little healthy eats, but we got to see um, a parts of the Arts District at night, mm-hmm. and we saw so many beads in the trees, which just like, oh, Lots of beads. it just made my heart so warm to see it, and it made me think of, you know, it made me nostalgic, pretty much. So it was cool. It was cool to show that to my kids and, you know, be like, let's count them or whatever. You know, it was it was cool. I enjoyed it. Did that. it make you feel warm in the travel day that? you just had that was uh, somewhat uh, taxing. No, I think it? that was a double glass of wine that I had that <laughs> evening that made me feel warm of the travel day. Um, but in any mm. case, it was it was fine. It was we made it. Mm. I think that we learned a lot uh, through that for yes. sure. Um, and guess and, what? We uh, learned um, the rest of the trip. It was parents go first in the elevator parents go first yeah. or, or you know we hold hands and we wait for each other parents and we go stay first enough eyesight. with the holding hands we stay back and then we leave them on the floor because we go down peace out kids. yeah exactly no way so then we decided we we're like okay we gotta get a nice uh, night sleep here because the next day we're gonna explore the French Quarter. We had like this big, or at least I should say, I had this big grand plan that we were gonna like go through the French Quarter. I had signed us up for a really great tour, which I'll explain more in a second. And then I was like, oh, and then we'll go to lunch, and then we'll go to Pat O'Brien's, and then we'll go to the Mardi Gras World, and we'll go to blah 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 blah. I just had this like list of places in my head. Well, let me tell you, like we only did the French Quarter that day because we just had like, you know, we walked around so much um, and just kind of took it at a different pace than what I was thinking. And it was fine. It was great. I'm sad that we missed Mardi Gras World. It would have been great to see it, especially after Mardi Gras. All the all the floats would have been mm. in and still decorated heavily. Um, but But we didn't and it was okay. So we took a really, I want to say, I, okay. I'll, I'll give my experience of it but we took a, a tour and it oh, was wait, called hold on a second i'd like to um uh hold on i have to find abby's uh soapbox let me uh get it out hold on it's in storage here <laughs> let me put it out okay um abby please step on your soapbox and go education on vacation <laughs> yeah. is very important oh, to me boy. 
<laughs> now, I could, of course, uh, tell my uh, very pieced together stories about the French Quarter. I did not grow up in this location. I grew up in the Northeast. I was born in New Orleans. So, um, but, I, you know, I could tell you more probably about the Northeast or maybe not. I don't know. So I signed the kids up for something called Creole Tours. It's the French Quarter Tours just for kids. But the, obviously the adults accompany them because I can't imagine just dropping off your kids with Despite, somebody in the I mean, that's what I was going French for. Quarter. I was like, I'm, I'll be at Pat O'Brien's. I'm... I'm. <laughs> I'll be on Bourbon Street. You guys that would be uh, really yeah. different. Um, uh, and I thought it was excellent. But this is this is my rating of what I thought. I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. It was a little lengthy, I think, yeah. for for our kids' attention span. Mm. And um, I think Heidi, who is our nine year old, thought it was great. She had a lot of fun. She enjoys education. I thought that Bailey was a little kind of like. <laughs> not too into it it wasn't as like tangible to her um as it could have been maybe she there were certain parts which we'll talk about and i thought that rob really just um thought it was okay (laughs) i think he just went along with it i have pictures of him sitting on a bench being like huh Okay, what have I got myself into? <laughs> so um, we learned a lot of facts. What are some things uh, you have to say about the Creole Kids story? Well, it was a tour that lasted an in uh, in, uh, infinite amount of time, and no, we did. We learned a lot of things. Chelsea was our guide. She was great. I loved Chelsea her a lot. Guide. She's a, a school teacher in the area. Lives in New Orleans. Has kids. Very informative. She kind of told us. Hey, um, it was just us today. She was like, it's just you guys. So, so cool. You're getting your own personal tour and just to let you know you're here a little early, which is good because that's Abby's, and, you know, that was more, it was an Abby uh, timing as opposed to me. I would have showed up uh, 15 minutes late, mm-hmm. but we got there. She's like, it's a good thing because I tend to go a little long on this one. I was like, all right, Chelsea, let's do this. And they do different kinds of tours. So the ones that the one that we did was the living history tour. Um, they do do like um, pirate tours and others kind yeah. of our ghost story tours. But yep. we did the living history tour. What what is this laughing? <laughs> because the living it's like they could do a pirate tour or a ghost tour. I chose the living history okay. tour. Do you think? A ghost tour would have gone well. well I mean, <laughs> zero it's a kids' chance. ghost tour. Zero chance. Yeah, I don't know. But in any case, we learned so many things. They, she took us all around the corner. Yeah. We learned. She even took. She had this little box of props that she was like pushing yep. along with her in a cart, and she taught the kids oh. how to properly sword fight. She yeah. brought out an old-fashioned corset that the women uh, would have worn. And she, then she tried to get them into a camisole. Not right. a, like a uh, like a petticoat, skirt? like a hoop I thought skirt. It's called a camisole, no? A camisole. I thought that's a sweater. Is it? I don't know. Oh, okay. But, well, they tried to get the. They tried to get. She tried to yeah. like. She pulled it out and asked the kids if they yeah. wanted to get into it. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. I would have, but it didn't fit me. Uh, so I'm know, very upset. Um. So they were. Yeah. But um. So we learned a lot, and then we. I mean, she <laughs> she told us too about all about uh what do they call those uh, chamber pots and how like yeah. they throw them out into the streets I mean, I mean this was all really 
vivid uh, imagery for the kids. So it was funny because later in the trip when we were coming home, Heidi like had put um, her neck pillow like around her waist and she's like, oh, look, I have one of those little butt things that the, yeah, the women your, used they, to wear yeah, back in the day because they like to make their butts look bigger. You know, and I'm like, nothing's ah. changed. And nothing changed. Yeah. Nothing's and I was changed. like, well, at least she took away something from the uh, <laughs> Creel tour. No. But anyways, Let, if let's you... talk about the things that uh, Chelsea had pulled out from her little box. Oh, please. She pulled out bear fat. Right? That's right. Because that's what keeps mosquitoes away. She pulled out dead leeches. That's what gives you the good blood versus the bad blood. <laughs> yeah, I know. And she also pulled out... Um, a chamber pot and um uh it was a li- like a, a slave list of oh uh, yeah it was yeah, yeah. and but yeah. she also yep and so she also had where, a lot yeah. of um different uh, things that you had to put in order of mm. the timeline like cards and stuff but yes when she brought out the sleeve list that's like kind of where we all kind of i think it was a little like, yeah okay, there's a it, little it got, much for the and age she's like she's like it gets a little heavy here yeah but i mean and I get it. It's important mm-hmm. for kids to understand, you know, right. understand this. And, you know, it was part of the history and, you know, how bad things were and how things went wrong and and all this stuff and how, you know, right. that was, uh, but it's like important to know, mm-hmm. but it was just as a way for this was the end of the tour. It kind of just like, yeah, it kind of left you with like yeah. a different feeling about the French Quarter and where you yeah. were for sure. And then a part of where we went, the last place we <coughs> saw was actually a house where a, uh, a girl who had been turned into a slave by, mm. I think, very, very unfortunate circumstances because I think she was from Baltimore or something, mm. um, uh, lived yeah. and uh, you know, with other with others with others yeah and um i just thought it was really interesting that i like i understand why they have these places and they talk about them and they preserve them because it's a part of history that we need to learn about but it also makes you question like are are we what what are we saying here are we saying that you know I, I just kind of yeah. it, it kind of leaves it, it these just... questions that are really scary for you as a human to dive into about mm-hmm. uh, history, history yeah. and about other people's feelings about it. It's definitely not a dinner conversation you want to have, you know. Mm. But you know, again, it is something that needs to be talked about. I mean, sure. you need to understand that it's you know, yeah. But things, I did uh, things went wrong, and it was the way that. It just kind of ended, right? The the tour. Yeah, it and was very abrupt. It was very, and Chelsea was just kind of like, we asked her one question. Did she know anything for lunch? Eh, I don't really know, you know. <laughs> what do you got? But yeah, you should go head back up this way. All right, see you later. And then we're just and we're like, like literally turned around and she was like gone. And we're like, oh, and like okay, yeah, just leave okay, us right in front of this, uh, <laughs> yeah. this kind of uh, historic strange. slave museum. All right. Yep. <laughs> but that being said, I thought it was great. Um, again, a little long. We could have probably not done the end. The thing I enjoyed about seeing the historic house is to see how they built their vegetables and stuff in the uh, interior of the house. So like a garden um, area that was was surrounded then by the house right so um i forget the proper term of those gardens Wait but... a minute, are we talking topes oh not, oh, yet. not yet that's a little later in the episode <laughs> okay so uh it was cool to see the structure for sure um mm. everything else 
So from there, we, we, went, yeah, we went, went to a really nice restaurant. I, I loved it. I had yeah. never eaten there. It was across from uh, the, the Cafe du Monde. Um, what was that? I can look couldn't, up the name. I couldn't tell you the name. I, let me look it up, but you keep telling your story. About the lunch? So uh, we all had, you know, we all had, the kids had strawberry lemonade. I had, Monty's on the square. Monty's on the square. Yes. No, it was a very good place. They had seating. It was easy to get into. They had a wide range of food so that everyone would be happy. Oh, yeah. Um, and they had root beer, more importantly, which I think the kids <laughs> really they, thrived they, on yeah, for sure. They needed some. I had a, you know, I'm not, I haven't been eating meat for a couple of years now, but I did have a um, po'boy. I feel like it's kind of one of those things. I had a po'boy with sh- uh, fried shrimp on it. And I have to say, like, it was, it was good, but mm. I can't say that I necessarily missed fried shrimp. I was kind of like, wow, this, this, how you, there was something about how you bite into a fried shrimp and it like pops in, in your mouth. And right. I just didn't Come enjoy on. that. Come on. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> what are we doing but they here? they just did. I explained fried shrimp. Anyways. Let's, come on. So let's from move there, on. we took a stroll, right? Yeah, we took a little stroll. We wanted to go. Uh, it was finally daddy's time to... To shine and mommy wanted to do some shopping so uh sure we made some yeah. um i had to get rob's valentine's day gift i got him a placeholder um because oh. i had an idea and i've had this idea for a long time i just uh, didn't haven't gone through with it so i explained to him in new orleans a lot of the times they put the names of the street in tile on the street corners and they in, um in, cemented in the, in. in the sidewalk and it's yeah. a very specific kind of tile you see it all on on the street corners and it's very familiar to me so um at the place called Flirty Girl, they had these tiles, right? And how do you and spell Flirty? So, <laughs> flirty. <laughs> I'm not going to embarrass myself with spelling that here. F-L-U-R-T-Y. Flirty Girl. And um, uh, so I wanted to either, I said, we can either get our wedding date in these tiles or our last name. And we decided to get our last name in the tiles. And I'm so excited mm. because... We will for sure uh, cement them in somewhere around this property when we decide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I'm excited to have them, and I hope you like your Valentine's Day gift. Thank you, Boo. I'm sorry that it was kind of like a creative one that needs uh, more work in the future, but I'm glad to have them. I've always wanted uh, to do that for no one for us, but I guess it wouldn't have meant anything if you had never been to the French Quarter. So I'm glad you saw the French Quarter. Mm-hmm before i got them gotcha and then of course i thought it would be important to just at least stroll by the pattern brian's uh so you could see it and yep. on the way we passed by preservation hall which i love to see mm-hmm. uh, where i mean hundreds and thousands of so, yeah. very well-known musicians have touched that ground <laughs> had to stop for pictures i love that so we stopped yeah and on the way you see there's many various this is on bourbon street mm-hmm. um audit you know there's many pubs many mm-hmm. places for uh music music um there were some street you know they were playing on the street there there was that oh, one yeah. uh, jazz band yeah and, uh, i love seeing live music um we didn't get enough of that this time but that's we, okay we did get i did get to stop and get the hurricanes from pat o'brien's mm-hmm. yep <laughs> this was in the midst of uh one of our children um this was her 97th store she was looking for 
Mardi Gras masks. Yes. The perfect one. I think she tried Masquerade on. Masquerade masks. 273 yes. of them. Yep. And um, so this was in the, while Abby was taking them, I went and had a little retreat myself. Yep. And went on my own adventure and uh, came right back. But and that's uh, okay. So that was uh, nice. Um, we also around this time, I think as it got later in the afternoon and we were shopped out and we went around Jackson Square just to see some of the art the last time um, mm. and some street performers were out there, mm. which was nice. Um, we ended up back at Cafe Dumont, which was great. We had our afternoon coffee and beignets. And, and that's where everyone, yeah, then that's kind of the famous, it's like the touristy Cafe du Monde, yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a, a handful throughout the city, but this mm. is the one that people tend to go to because it's uh, right there in the French Quarter. Now, um, it was the first time that um, the kids had seen a lot of street performers, so they were delighted with the man who was painted in all silver and stood there for the yeah. entire time. They, they couldn't. Um, that was what it most yeah. like. If you ask them what they remember most of the trip. It's it was, probably yeah. like one of them will probably say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. <laughs> and then we also hit up the French market, too. And I might have gotten that backwards. We might yeah. have done the French market Either earlier. Way. But it's always one place that you had to check out because um, it has a lot of unique New Orleanian things or some would say just a lot of touristy things throughout mm. the French market. Um, but it's more of a place where you can also haggle. It's not, you don't have to just pay the price. I mean, you should pay the price that they're asking mm. for, but a lot of people are known to haggle in the French market, too. So I wish I knew that before I bought those coasters. <laughs> I know. I, you know, surprise, surprise, Rob was the first one to be like, I found what I needed. And it was well, it so, wasn't, it wasn't I what I needed. I just happened to, yeah. like, I, it was one of those, you know, it's like you have those things where you're like, you know what, we don't, we broke like the last coaster that we have, like the nice good. Yeah. And so Abby's been like using these like little plastic <laughs> turtles. Like, they're flowers. Oh, they were flowers. <laughs> they're, they're like part of like the, a kid's play set and like using them as coasters. So like I was like, I, one time Amazon shopping for coasters, like this is insane. Like I'm not doing. And then I just happened to see these, you know. Which is weird because I usually buy nothing when we go away. On exactly. Vacation. So this was a big shocker. 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 I said shopper, but shocker. So um, yeah, I mean that that was kind of it. Took up our pretty much our whole day. We had walked over five miles in the French Quarter at this point, and I think we we're just kind of ready to. And call one, it, one one call of our highlights of walking, we kind of went past, which is Disney related. You know, for any of us that have seen the movie The Haunted Mansion that just oh came out. Oh my gosh. I have last a picture. Year. Yep. Yeah, and we'll we'll post it on uh put it on the uh our socials. Um we were just kind of walking by. Like and it was kind of on the outskirts of the yeah. hustle and bustle of the French Quarter. So yeah, we were just walking by. <laughs> and it by. was and like I took a look and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, Abby, Haunted Mansion? Like this is the house that um yeah. that the uh, Oh God, Jack Black, right? Mm-hmm. He was, yeah, it was Jack Black that was in it. Was it Jack? Was wait, it? Who was no. in it? Wait, who um, was Haunted Mansion? Uh, not that guy. Wait, no, it wasn't Owen Wilson. No, it was Owen Wilson. Was the but priest. Owen Wilson wasn't the one. It was Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> Stanfield, yeah. That I'm thinking Jack Black lived in the. <coughs> yeah, yeah, he lived in this house. So you'll see if you've seen that movie, like the this little house that he lived in, the front of the house was definitely this house it was, like it had to be the way it was set up 
and it just showed how he was like being haunted by the uh, the sea captain and all that. It was yeah. at it was at this house. So it's so interesting because I'm looking it up right now, and it was the house. It says it's take a stroll down Royal Street, which okay. is where we were, and um, you'll see it. Uh, so yeah. it was the house for sure, it's just one of those and it's so interesting because we didn't know that, and we just like randomly walked yeah. by it, and we're like, "Oh wait, yeah, mm-hmm. that's totally it." So interesting. And then Lafitte's Blacksmith Tavern or the Napoleon House, which we passed to, was oh, right okay. there. So very cool. Um, so it was a pretty successful day. I have to just throw out there that I am, you know, a nervous Nelly. So I, I was like, Rob, make sure to put your wallet, you know, in your front pocket or whatever, which I you didn't. definitely didn't do that. But, um, you know, it's the French Quarter's known for pickpockets and whatnot. So all in all, it was a really great trip. We had a good time um, on our French Quarter day. I'm, I get really nervous about safety and everything. So I had reminded Rob to just be aware of his wallet, put it in the front pocket. Stayed in the back pocket. <laughs> of course it did. Um, the French Quarter is known for pickpockets and whatnot. But I have to say, I felt pretty safe. I felt like we weren't in any harm's way. Of course, we uh, saw some uh, boob shirts, which the kids pointed out. And we all yeah, laughed at boobs. and we're like, eh, it is what it is. Um, also, I didn't let them go into a few shops on Bourbon Street. Actually, I, I really tried to say let's not go into Bourbon Street shops. Oh. But there's plenty of shops elsewhere that we were fine. Um, and that was it. We didn't see anything too crazy uh, Yeah, I mean, there. it's during the day. It's, yeah. it's during the day after Mardi Gras. Right. So, you know, it's you could definitely take a family there and, you That's know, right. enjoy the sights. It was nice uh, seeing the Mississippi River. Yeah. Um, once they kind of show you the, uh, you kind of walk over up these stairs and you get a great view mm-hmm. of the Mississippi. Very beautiful. Uh, for those of us that have never seen it before, have just heard about it in history class. It was mm-hmm. a sight to see. It was a sight to see. It was cool to learn all about that stuff. Mm-hmm. That night we decided to go a little bit outside of the city for dinner. Yeah. Um, and uh, on the way, I was that lady that made Rob pull over so I could jump out of the car cross a street and take a video and picture of a house that i thought was decorated so glamorously that i just had to capture it i think i just automatically started pulling over when i saw she's gonna want to get crazy pictures is going to go so we we hit up the velvet cactus which was i think the most brilliant idea we had we were so tired and we were hopeful that this place would work out i had read on another mom's website that this was the perfect place to bring kids because the loudness and craziness was totally acceptable mm. and i have to say that was great um we ate yeah. outdoors i believe that night yeah it's um, out on the patio mm-hmm. and it was a nice night um but the place the way that this place is decorated you feel like you're eating in a treehouse kind of thing yeah. and it's just like a cool vibe we really yeah. enjoyed it uh, that uh, would have been a great uh would have taken abby on a date there if we weren't with kids yeah but we were so we were in looking we were looking out for charlie the cat the entire yeah, time that's right there there's a cat. picture it says uh charlie the cat he lives here if you see him don't be scared this is his home yep and um, so that was fun and cool and then yeah. we let heidi eat six churros which was also yeah. fun and cool now you know we don't find churros often so it's her favorite <laughs> thing ever and so yeah we really we allowed that to happen the next day, we got a good rest, and the next day, we packed up and headed to Mississippi. 
We were visiting some family that away. We stopped over in Gulfport and saw some um, dolphins and sea lions and stingrays. Uh, the aquarium at the, um, of a name. Ocean Adventures. Ocean Adventures, yeah. yeah. That was fun. We met up with some fam. Yeah, and that was uh, a small aquarium, but it's still a good time. Mm. Uh, they got shows and there were, I think, three elementary schools also there. Which, yeah, that was um, different. In, Made the shows a little bit louder than they normally would be. Yep, yep. But we made it through. Yeah. We went and had lunch. We did. And then we, um, we I wanted to see Biloxi, um, the shoreline, just a little bit. I the, the vacationed kids, the there a lot. Wanted, and the, yeah. and I want, the kids really wanted to go look along the beach for uh, seashells. But guess what? It, it was, was raining. raining. Yeah. So we stopped at a like mega um, souvenir shop yeah, <laughs> to called, kind of make up for. And it's called this, Shark Heads. Called Shark Heads. <laughs> um, fabulous pictures yeah. I got from here because yeah. it just. I mean, we'll we'll have to post one. I mean, it sh- it was the, just the funny front, stuff. The front of the the souvenir shop is like this. You know, ginormous thirty foot like shark head. Like, oh yeah, like a mouth open. Yeah. Like you go into the shark, and then they had like a little miniature shark where you could climb inside and make it look like the shark was eating you. I yeah. mean, super creative stuff there, and yep. it was really nice. Um, and then we got over to our cousin's house, which was over in uh, kind of Mississippi, closer to the Alabama side. Yep. Um, which was great. It was great to hang with fam. And, and just they have a small, chill. they have a three-month-old baby. Yes. We got to hang that with. So Abby snugs. was in heaven. Oh, yeah. I have pictures of baby feet on my phone right now. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-huh. Baby feet on the phone. Baby. That sounds like it. It was so nice. So, um, yeah. So that, yeah, that was overall, that was a, another, that was a good day. Mm-hmm. We had fun. Um, then we went the to bed that night. The next day, we following day, we, we went over really, to we, yeah, we didn't really Alabama. have anything planned though, mm-hmm. right? So, we were trying to come up with like, well, what are we going to do? And uh, relatives' uh, recommendation, we said, well, let's go over to Mobile, mm-hmm. Alabama. There's things to do, they have a trampoline park done. Kids, yep, love jumping, let's get them tired. Yep, and they they had a good time there, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, your take yeah. on that. They had, they had a good enough time. They made a friend. They were playing. Love it. They make friends um, everywhere. They were tired by the end of it. They were ready to go. Yep. Um, and then and that's where things started getting a yeah. little bit crazy. Um, Hikes. When while we were me, so I went with the kids to the trampoline park, and then mm-hmm. Abby and um, the people, the host we were staying with, they went other places yep we got you know we uh had to do some errands like typical errands and without going without boring you um, (laughs) it was um one one member of of the party of the party uh started feeling sick like he he wasn't feeling good so right that was kind of a thing but he kind of recovered right um no at this point we had just had some mexican food and like uh, you know a margarita each nothing like like, and not like grande margaritas like little petite like margaritas nothing like nuts but you know it's enough that maybe it could make someone feel sick and we chalked it up to like ooh, maybe it was like bad food yeah well a few hours later when we got back home to the house we were staying at um, yeah. Now both of the couple, oh, yeah, were, both uh, both of were, our hosts were done though, <laughs> which 
you know, left me with a little baby. <laughs> it was which a lot was of time great. with a baby. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, but it, you know, it, it was fine. We, I remembered how to put babies to sleep and all those good things, which was great. And um, so because of this. And this but is, we're still thinking it's food poisoning at this point. Yeah. And, and this is the only way because of that, that actually I agreed to hold the baby. Not because I'm anti-baby, but because as I'm sure you could hear at certain parts in this um podcast i'm i have a cough uh-huh. i had this cough while we were still yeah, there that's true it wasn't as bad as it is now right but i had a cough so i was like i don't want to hold the baby i don't know what's Just going in on case. because of this i had all the baby well yeah there was a we uh, it was all hands on deck yes. situation so you know what and i found out that rob is actually very very good with baby bouncing yeah I got the Very bounce. Good. Thanks, the thanks, Aunt Jen. <laughs> and so, yeah. So then, by that point, you know, we put the baby to bed, and we all hit the hay. We went to hay, and words. then now cut to about one a.m. thirty a.m. And then uh, one child comes in our room and says, "I don't feel good," and yep, everywhere. Yeah, every this thing, uh, things went bad. And then, were the next, and then the next, 10 minutes later, yeah, the other the child. Next child. So the rest, our next 36 hours consisted of um, children sleeping on bathroom floors. Yep. And makeshift beds, um, no buckets, sleep. cleaning, Clorox wipes everywhere. One member of the party going to a hospital. Yes. Yeah. The, one of our hosts was... Yeah, had to go because she was dehydration. So dehydrated. It was yeah, uh, neurovirus. It was yeah, really. You, you get the picture, right? Yeah, um, we're not going to so, go into uh, yeah, details. None of us were spared. Let's just put it in that. Yeah, except I, for baby, the, little baby, the little which, baby. Thank goodness. Even though there was talks of two blowouts that the baby had the day <laughs> previously, before, and she just started going to daycare, so maybe the baby. <sighs> but (laughs) anyway can't blame the baby Um, so we miss we have to well we didn't miss our flight we called and said that we couldn't possibly get on this plane it was we were supposed to fly back out monday morning it was like sunday at noon we were still kind of not ready to leave um to go on a plane definitely not to travel right uh, so we had a call and then change our flight. We were looking at flights. Like I said, there weren't. There's not many flights heading back up to LaGuardia for some reason. Yeah. Even on other airlines, I, I was I was kind of surprised by that. So we had limited options and what we were able to do. It was either like you could take a morning flight or you could take a night flight right. or you could take flights with like one or two stops. Forget it. I'm gonna, these kids are not. Um, yeah, we don't want to lose a kid in the- Yeah, we, we don't want to do that. So we were trying to get the flight out Tuesday morning, a day later than mm-hmm. our current flight. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it seemed, now this is like kind of the travel tip of it all. We had no travel insurance. Mm-hmm. We, we did not take any of that stuff. Um, so we went online. We were flying JetBlue. Yep. And um, so you go online and you try, you could use their online portal, use their website to try and book a new flight. You could change flights um, mm-hmm. based off of your uh, trip. And I pulled up a, I found a new flight 
and it was mm-hmm. shown for two hundred and thirteen dollars. That was showing on the website mm-hmm. that I would have that I. So they had given you a refund for the flight that you have. It would be an additional two hundred and thirteen dollars to book four tickets. Yep. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Problem being, there were only like six middle seats throughout the plane left. Mm-hmm. So there was no other thing for me to choose, which obviously the kids, we all need to sit, yeah, the, you know, my, right. at least Abby and the two kids need to sit together. Mm-hmm. The, I call the person on the phone is, you know, they go through the whole thing. They're looking up the, what it, to book a new flight. And he's like, well, I'm seeing it's $357. I'm like, hmm. I'm like on here, it's showing 213. He's like, well, I can't get the same deal that you're getting. You should book through that. I was like, but there's no seats together. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, yeah. He's like, you know, you can book it and then we could we could see what we can do afterwards. I'm like, eh, all right, let me uh let me think about this and go and come back. I hang up the phone, I call back, let me see if I could get somebody else on JetBlue. They have an option on JetBlue, like most uh, customer service portals where they try to push you towards messaging on your phone. Yes, right. They'd rather you, they can, you know, people can, uh, their agents can handle more on text than they can talking to you. You can only mm-hmm. handle one at a time versus you can handle multiple people uh, texting. Right. So I start texting with someone. They, um, again, can't seem to find the same the 213 that I have up yeah. on my website. But what I happened to see was that there were the extra more space seats, or right. even even more space seats on JetBlue mm-hmm. were available, and there were three. There was an, there were empty okay. rows, mm-hmm. so I could book that. So I, I'm texting with the person. I'm like, look, I, like, we need to at least have three seats together. The only thing yeah. I see are extra more space seats, or even more space seats, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay. Well, book your flight. If you're getting a lower rate, book your flight because now they're telling me that it's four hundred and like fifty something dollars, and I'm like, well, it's showing two thirteen. Yep. They're like, there's nothing. They're like, well, you know, prices are subject to change. I've had this web page now up for like an hour. Right. Um, I go to book it and like. The price has now changed to that four hundred fifty, yeah, four hundred and fifty dollars extra. Fine, you know, you're like the credit card's already high enough. I'm paying five hundred dollars yep. for parking. Um, so while I'm doing this, they also the rep also mentions to me that they have a family sits together policy. Yes, so that's Which where like so they're like don't pay for your for no additional fee. Yeah. The process will ensure a traveling child is assigned a seat <coughs> next to at least one accompanying adult. Yes. So I was so the person said so. So I checked with them. I was like, so you can help me with that. Mm-hmm. Like and confirm with them after I book the seats. So I choose the middle seats. I book. I pay the extra fee now that went up two hundred dollars more two hundred plus. I book them and then I asked the person. You know, and then I'm like, all right, I booked it. Can you help me put these seats together? We're like, yep. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They come back. The only seats they we see are the ex, the even more space seats. Um, you have to pay for them. They're an additional eighty seven dollars each. Like, 
what uh-huh. actual <laughs> yeah excuse me i just what you so you paid like 455 already yeah 455 right? and then now you're gonna potentially be paying what another yeah. three yeah, so another 360 mm-hmm. you know with the tax it's gonna be a little more on top of that so you know at this point we're like so exhausted abby and i like i mean i couldn't even function i was just like laying in bed listening to this like (laughs) yeah i'm just like what i'm swearing now this is where i got my swears in the girl the kids got them in earlier this is where i was started swearing um and so i ended up booking the flight they ended up like messing up they didn't choose my seat so like i was still in like one of the middle seats in the back of the plane the kids were in the front i was like obviously in abby and the girls were in the front i had to like get back on the messaging service and have them change it it was like Mm -hmm. this big ordeal um and then so now we had paid you know an extra eight hundred and three dollars or eight hundred i think it was like 815 or something like that in total but yes and then and then what is it that now being that that happened, Abby, you know, said, hey, let me investigate this. And what did That's you find? Right. So I I can't say that my investigation went very far, but um, I did call because I, I just I felt so impassioned. Like, why were we told that we had to then buy these seats? I guess I just didn't understand if this policy is in place that they seat us together. Why are we paying another astronomical amount? Right. Yeah. This is very, very expensive. We've at this point, you know, paid for a whole new flight as it is. Mm. And um, so I the lady on the other end said yes no we do have that policy um but you guys paid for the extra room seats and i said okay we paid for those because we were told that we had to Mm. to be able to sit together and she goes well i can't refund you now because you already used the seats which is what she's saying is that what we should have done was just Just gone gone to the gate mm -hmm. gone to the gate and told them that hey we're you know right now we're all in middle seats we need uh, at least three seats together. Yes. And then the, the policy would have went into they play. They would have transitioned. And they would have just put us in there without charging. Right. The exactly. Extra, the extra seat. So we could have this, saved, you know, 300 something dollars. This was not told to us. Right. Because they won't tell you that. So yeah. in the future, <laughs> if yeah. you are us. Mm. Now, there are certain reasons why this probably wouldn't have worked with our family yeah. where we've got a bunch uh, here that are anxiety ridden and need to yeah. know that the plan is in place. And yes. so uh, so looking back, perhaps this wouldn't have worked. It but at the worked. same time, like it's just I think I would have felt more comfortable knowing that uh, we weren't duped but, into yeah. purchasing but also, the seats. But also, like, what does it matter if you go to the gate or if you're talking to a, or messaging a person, a customer mm-hmm. service person, you know? Why couldn't they just do it at that time? Be like, yep, we could put you together. We'll put you yep. on these three, put you in these three uh, seats. Mm-hmm. If, you know, then if I wanted the extra one, you have to pay for it. Fine. Yeah. That makes, you know what? Uh, that works. What puts more salt in the wound, though, is that while we were sitting um, at breakfast that morning before we got on the flight, mm-hmm. I looked at where we were sitting and I was like, babe, you're sitting in a window seat. Like, that's not where you like to sit. Look, uh-huh. there's a seat, two seats forward in front of us can't we just change your seat two seats forward if it's all the same yeah and he's just like really you don't mind that and i said yeah you're not going to be any use to me over in the window seat you're going to be like two and so um i go to change it and it 
refunds the C. It just like cancels it out and refunds the $87. And today, that day, the seats were only $70. So when I so, so I had to get back cheaper. Like, I had to get back on the yeah. messaging service to, yes, to get the to seat out. again. Uh-huh. And they're like, yes, we just saw that there was a refund for $87 when Abby went to go change it. Just yes. automatically did it. You could get you could get the seat, but we have to charge you seventy dollars. And I was like, so it's like if I canceled yeah. all of our seats, we would yeah. have saved money. And then yeah. I, it whatever. Wasn't worth the hassle. At this t- at this point, I'm just bucks. like so JetBlue. You've got crooks working for you. Straighten that blank out. Wow, not okay. Gauntlet thrown. <laughs> this was like you know back in the day, you would have like taken out your white glove and you would have slapped them twice. Like, I challenge you to a duel. Maybe so. This is my call for decent people. I just want some decent people. That wasn't okay. I mean, we were in a situation like, did you want us to get yeah. on the plane with norovirus? Yeah. I mean, it was like, there's all types. You could argue, you know, everyone has their opinion. It's sure. just for a situation. We just want to make sure that people know going forward, anyone listening to this. Yeah kind of what to do or what not to do the chances you want to take like i said that probably wouldn't have worked for us heading to the gate and having to without having seats together would have been like a whole nother anxiety thing um but this is also why that the people at the gate are there right that's Mm -hmm. what their priority it it used to be back in the day that we all had to wait in that line at the gate to get our seats and to get it all sorted out and stuff like now i want to do everything online and not talk to anyone that's my goal yeah now it's different and when we have to talk to people we get a little flustered so it's so interesting to us we're both like jet blue card people and we uh, build our points so that we can get free flights and and stuff and And at this point i'm so like Oh, but, but the flight down is great. Once you get in those even more space seats, you're I, like, there is even they're more like, space. They're like golden, man. Yeah. Like I, It was a completely different world in yeah, those I seats. Mean, it's not like the same thing as getting like first class because mm-hmm. you're not getting like extra meals yeah. and stuff like that or free drinks or whatever. No, 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 no. But you do get even more space seats. Yeah. You get even more space and they're big and everything's comfortable and you can sleep. And I was in a row. There was nobody in the middle seat. So I had yeah. room and um you know abby's having to deal with the two kids i always have to i know yeah you get your nice little vacation and they never want to sit next to me they want to sit Uh, next to you i don't know about that yeah um so uh, there you go we made it back we made it back you know we uh, got back we paid the piper and the piper being the uh the machine at uh, LaGuardia. We threw in that 480 bucks (laughs) see i didn't uh, even ask how much i didn't ask i didn't want to know here so, we are. So those are the things. And now, now we're back here. Um, do, do we recommend traveling? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we were kind of like, <laughs> at the end of the trip, we're like, we're never traveling again. Like, but we're travel agents. But we're travel agents. We own a we travel agency. Travel. <laughs> yeah. We have a podcast that talks about travel. Um, but this was definitely a low, uh, a low travel experience. Yeah, uh, it was for, low, low and high. I yeah. mean, it was... There were circumstances. I think we made the best of it, too. Um, We did miss out on seeing half my family because we were so sick. So we didn't we didn't get to do. uh, We missed the puppy parade. We didn't get to do the things that we had planned. Um, But that's I guess the lesson here is to always have to be flexible. Um, And our some sometimes our kids are great with flexibility and sometimes they aren't. In this particular scenario, I'd have to say they were uh, better rather than worse on it and i really uh applaud them for going with the flow going with the flow 
going with the flow. But we're happy to be home. Um, and, and we're happy to be talking now a little bit Disney. about Disney stuff. Yeah, there's a couple. Of, Thanks for bearing with us. <laughs> what What did you have uh, on the Disney front? Oh, sure, me first, huh? <laughs> so, um, so excited. My favorite time of year. All the topiaries are coming. We're, back we're talking topes, people. We're talking, talking topes. So, um, yeah, we've got our dates for um the Flower and Garden Festival, which I of course don't have up in front of me. It's from February twenty eighth. And I believe the end date right now is May 27th. Now, oh my goodness, that's like over a month shorter than last year. It's, pardon me, it's ending, like last year it ended, I believe it was like July 5th or so. It was like sometime in July. And now it's ending May 27th. And I'm really like disturbed about this because I was hoping that at some point we'd get to see it this year, but we're not. Um, Does that mean, is it food and wine just starting earlier or is there going to be a gap? So that's what they're kind of thinking. We don't have any confirmation on what's going to start earlier. And I wonder if this is going to be all like a new little mini festival in between maybe um, with maybe Tiana's Bayou opening up or something. I don't know. But I mean, although that's over at Magic Kingdom. So what does it have to do with Epcot festivals? I have no idea. But I'm disappointed that it's it's shorter this year. Um, in any case, but I, I mean, it's going to be amazing. I think there's some new topiaries coming out, which we'll talk about next episode. Uh, once we see some of the pictures, I think about five new, five new topiaries. We'd have to see, but, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I got. The, the princess uh, marathon just ended. Um, let's see. I do have the new topiaries here. And they have a wonderful gnome garden in the World Showcase that's new there's as well, big, which is really figment. cool. That's, uh, I think, the kind of leading into, I think there's a, a figment that's like the highlight yeah. leading right in, in front of Spaceship Earth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. But um, they have Asha from Disney Wish. We can just go through them now. That's a new one. That's going to be at the main entrance this year. I think it was last year. Was it Encanto? Was it Mirabelle that was at the main entrance? I can't remember. Um, and they're going to have Groot oh, from right. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's new this year. Yep. They're going to have Coco, um, uh, Miguel and Dante from Coco. Everybody that's loves Coco. new. And, and the, they're going to have the China Penjing Garden, which is new. Right. Really beautiful. There will be 30 topiaries in total and 90 days of topes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Talk about fun. What you got over there? So one thing I got over there, and this was uh, a few days old, but we missed it while we were going through our uh, nightmarish travel. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a 1900 Park Fair, mm-hmm. which is a restaurant over in the Grand Floridian. That's right. It's been closed for four years. That's right. Right. And that's a character dining experience. Um, that's going to reopen. Uh, reservations open on March 5th. Now, at 1900 Park Fair, do they have more like um, Mary Poppins and those kind of characters? Do you happen to know? Well, I don't know what they had before, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I could tell you what they have now. Okay. The refreshed character dining experience. I'm reading this verbatim. Um, will feature appearances by Aladdin in his Prince Ali outfit. Oh. Cinderella. Maribel and Tiana in her Tiana's Bayou Adventure Ooh. outfit. 
I oh, like that. It says characters will celebrate the power of a wish. And where is 1900 Park Fair? And Grand Floridian. In the Grand Floridian. Yeah. That's been closed. So it'll I be like open that. for breakfast and dinner with a buffet that includes the classic strawberry soup and new menu offerings that pay tribute to the characters appearing in the restaurant. So I ex- probably expect some beignets in there. Mm, I'm ready. Yum, yum. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's happening. There's uh, new buses. Uh, yes. They're getting some new buses. They're going to have it. They have a new system for the uh, wheelchair and the ECVs. Cool. A new restraint system. So that's kind of cool. Those seats that flip up when there's mm-hmm. no one in there, um, they actually have charging portals in the seats. Oh. And you could charge your phone. Like, Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, so that's like an interesting that's feature. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. There was, there's more work going on. Tiana's Bayou. There's all this stuff uh, over in uh, Galaxy's Edge for people that have a Disney Visa card. If you... Um, you know about mm-hmm. Savi's workshop. Which you told is the, me about this before. I was very excited. The, the build your own lightsaber uh, <laughs> experience, which is, you know, it's a rather pricey endeavor. $249 to sure. build your own lightsaber. I loved, I did it before I met Abby. So I did it solo. I loved it. It was a great experience. I had like, you know, goosebumps. I had yeah. The hair standing up in the back yeah. of my neck from it. Um, so, but it is pricey. If you have a Disney Visa card, you get 10%. There's, you get a 10% discount when you have the Disney Visa card in the park, yeah. and you could use that now. It's a little bit, brings it down to 225 but, you know. Yep. Um, so that's a good deal. The last part of it, oh, the last thing going over to our friends over in Universal, there's a ride called Skull Island Reign of Kong. It's a 3D ride. Yep. That brings you through Skull Island. On a madcap adventure with uh, explorers, scientists, um, old school Tommy guns, uh, dinosaurs, and of course King Kong. It, I should say, it was a 3D um, ride. It's now no longer a 3D ride. They changed it over to 2D. The reason being, hmm. this is mostly speculation. So they changed it to 2D. Um, you know the 3D glasses, right? Think about everything that goes into 3D glasses. You have to put them out. You have to collect them. You have to have people that are collecting them, that are putting them out, that are washing them, right? Yeah. They have to be cleaned in some way. So change it to 2D, get rid of the 3D glasses, and you still yeah. have the same ride. That still doesn't make sense because I feel like that is like so much of Universal. And that's what... 3D. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. it's going to be more and more of that where they can. I think they're going to start getting rid of it. Huh. I think, again, it's a cost-cutting move. Well, I know we've talked your ear off today, but... We did want to ask the girls their small review on New Orleans real quick. And Heidi has an important question that she wanted to ask the parents. So we are here with Bailey. Bailey. I know you. Um, Okay. We want to know what was your favorite part about our trip to New Orleans? Um, I really liked going uh, to the French Quarter and seeing Baby Evelyn. Oh, and seeing Baby Evelyn. Now, now in your um, in the French Quarter, what was like the most? What 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 do you remember? Let's like one thing you remember the most about the French Quarter. Um, lots of and lots of paintings. Oh, lots and lots of paintings. Oh, yeah. 
What now? What about any of the street performers? Do you remember any of them? Um. Yeah, we saw lots of street performers, and we saw singers on the streets. Oh, okay. Well, and that's right. And now, what was your favorite souvenir you got from the French Quarter? Um. Well, I really like this turtle I got from oh. the French Quarter. Does, does the turtle have a name? Yes. It's called Venets because oh. right after I got her, we named we named her Venets because right after we got her, we ate Venets. How convenient! I get it. That's perfect. That was perfect timing. A name that was made in the heavens. Well, thank you very much, Bailey. I appreciate you coming on, and um, we're gonna head over to your sister. Okay. All right, and now we are recording with Heidi. Heidi, the other child in the house. Well, besides me, I'm like a big child. No, you're not. Oh, well, I kind of act like a big child. Um, All right, so Heidi, uh, you were also on this trip with us. What was your favorite part of the French Quarter? The beignets. The beignets, and you're not talking about Bailey's turtle, right? Oh, okay. The food. the actual now the actual beignet did the majority of it end up in your mouth or no. was it where was well, it um most of it but some of it like a lot of it ended up in on my pants <laughs> yeah right we all kind of walked out with like powdered sugar like stained in our pants it was uh it came off eventually yes it did but i think it's kind of like just everyone like doesn't look at you weird they're all just kind of like all right yeah that happened we, they must have been at cafe de Mont. Um, what was your, like, what's one thing, like, that stand that, that stood out to you in the French Quarter? The guy that was standing still the whole time. <laughs> See, the guy that was standing still. He just didn't move, that guy. No. How does he do he it? He was all silver. He was a he was jester. How does he do it? Was it was crazy. You know? what, if, what if he has to go to the bathroom? That's what I want to know. I know. What happens? I guess you just hold it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, what was your favorite souvenir? Um, my masks. Oh, your masks, right? Not like the one that covers your nose and smile. Mm. The ones that cover your faces, your eyes. Oh, because I think like you're saying masks are like a metaphor. Like we all wear masks. My Mardi Gras masks. Oh, gotcha. Okay, not Mardi Gras. Not metaphor. Mardi Gras. Understood. Well, thank you very much, Heidi. And, uh, I have a question. Yeah, I heard you had a question. For both of you. For both of us? Yes. Okay. Okay, we're ready. Also, for everyone that's watching, for everyone. Every, for all the like listeners, everyone. there's a question. All right. If you've watched Wish, which we've watched, oh. wi- watched right. Wish. We just listened to the soundtrack a few we, hours we, ago. We watched Wish. Do you think Asha is going to become a Disney princess? Oh. Well, right, we were just talking to Asha's, uh, she's going to be a topiary. <laughs> yeah, she's one of the new topiaries this year at the Flower and Garden Festival. Did what you is, know that? Wait, one of the statues? Like the, yeah, the one ones really? that out, that's made out of flowers. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So that's a good sign. I think they're showing it. I think they're waiting for Wish to go on to Disney Plus, which I think is supposed it's to happen next month. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and then I, I think she's gonna get added. I think it's gonna, I think so. I really hope so. Although I'm not sure if she'll be notated as a princess necessarily, <laughs> because remember the woman from uh, Encanto, Maribel? Yeah, Maribel. She's not exactly a princess, but she is definitely loved and in all the parades, right? So I guess that's a bigger question. Like Will she? Mm-hmm. But I feel like Asha's more bigger than Mirabelle. Like, because Encanto was pretty big. Encanto like, had a bunch of characters, like no, that had a, like they all had big parts. But Asha was like the main, like the big one. So, so you're thinking she's gonna? I be think a she's gonna be a princess. Oh. I mean, I have the blanket. I I just love her. <laughs> I yeah, I My love new her favorite too. She's, movie. she's wonderful. Yeah. That's so awesome. they, maybe they call you an Ascentric, an Asha-centric. What? what um, oh, boy. Fasha? You're a, a fan of Asha? Fasha? Nope. Okay. Not going to work. Well, all right. I think that's where we're going to wind things down. All right. Thank you, Heidi, for joining us. Thanks. Bye. Okay. So, yeah, there you have it. You heard right straight from the mouths of babes right there, their thoughts. I'm glad that they'll have memories. I appreciate that. Um, but all in all, I'm glad to be home. Glad to take a couple of months to reorganize and keep and, on going. And then get ready for our next trip, which... Uh, yep, exactly. Yeah. I can't wait. Um In any case, thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed our episode today.